0: Hello everybody! Welcome to MindHub Podcast. Welcome to episode 20. Uh, today we have a little bit of a special episode where we answer some questions that you guys asked. So we did a little Q and A. We put up the question box on Instagram, and now we're about to answer all of those lovely questions that you asked. And by the way, thank you to everyone who did submit a question. It's super helpful, makes us feel less shitty when people actually ask questions, <laughs> and then uh, it helps us help you, because then we know exactly what you guys want to know. So we're just going to dive right into these questions. Uh, Dee, did yeah. you want to start yeah, off? Yeah, I will definitely
1: start off. So the first question, um, Dee and Cody, what, what's your why in the fitness setting? and what motivates you when you feel discouraged so i think my why in in this community the trans fitness community fitness community is just to be the person that i wish that i had when i started and i said this i think on the last podcast that when i started my weight loss journey there was not really any bigger like trans guys and it was all like this cookie cutter um, very aesthetically pleasing trans men um, on the internet, and I didn't really have anyone to look up to or that had the same body type as me, or or even anyone in their weight loss journey that you know might be trans. And it's not all about being trans, but you know that that's kind of my why. And I want people to realize that they can do things because when I started, I didn't think that I could do anything. So being able to help people and coach people to make them realize that they can do it no matter what size, no matter what weight, no matter what body type you are, is that you can have, you can set a goal and you can accomplish it. And what motivates me when I get discouraged? I don't, I'm not motivated all the time. I'm not motivated right now. I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I think for me, it's just getting in a routine and just doing it, even if I don't want to. Like, just putting in the work. And I know that that's easier said than done. You know, you have to change your mindset. That's what it's all about. And that's what me and Cody preach all the time is you're not going to be motivated all the time. You're not going to want to work out every day. Uh, You know, things are going to come up and you can't and it's fine. But it's like getting in a routine and just doing it anyway. You know, get comfortable
0: with being uncomfortable. Yes, totally. That's like my favorite, my favorite favorite phrase? I can talk. Uh, (laughs) Now that we're off to an awesome start. uh, So for for me, what's what's my why in the fitness setting? Uh, You know, there's a part of it that's also, you know, kind of like UD, where just being the person that you wish you had. um, I came from a little bit of a, a different background, you know from basically from kind of an an underweight perspective of or just kind of disordered eating in that sense but uh, ultimately anxiety and health as priority to my why I know that it's basically what keeps my mind sane and I always feel better after a workout not to mention I just really like to challenge myself and I'm always striving to better myself and that's not to say i think i'm like better than people because i work out or something it's just that i always am competing with myself and that's what makes me feel alive and makes you feel challenged and that's what kind of motivates me and i like to be able to know that the hard work that i'm putting on daily i'm going to look back one day and just be super stoked that i did and be proud of where i'm at and that's kind of how I get through times so where I'm feeling discouraged because, you know, it happens or you fall into the comparison trap of, you know, yeah. being like, oh man, like, I'm way farther behind than this guy, or I wish I was doing this, or I wish I was up here, I wish I was getting results faster. Uh, but at the end of the day, all you can do is compare yourself to yourself, which is why sometimes comparison photos, if you take them and then you look back, like a few years and you do a comparison of your own journey that could be super helpful because you're comparing it to the right person you're not comparing it to that person <laughs> you scroll by on Instagram and you're like it's not you at all but you wish it what it's weird but um yeah like D said motivation is not always there especially you know right now I'm tired hungry and this is where where discipline kicks in but the biggest thing to remember is that it'll cycle back around you know it comes and goes no one is motivated all the time there's nothing wrong with you if you are not feeling motivated and like the last thing you want to do is work out it's a very normal thing to go through uh just know the motivation will come back around and remember the commitment that you made to yourself when you started it's like if you are thinking self-care if this is what you know you want Make sure to keep that commitment just like you would to a friend or family member. Um, you matter. So make sure to keep yourself as a priority as well. I think that's all I have to say about
1: that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I agree with you 100%. That was a really good question.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I will read another one. Let's see. Um, Want to say you guys are amazing. What software slash equipment are you using for your podcast? So we use Skype to record, um, but you can actually use Skype or Zoom. We just prefer Skype. I don't know why, but that's just what we, Cody and I have always done. Um, And I have a little microphone. I am going to get a new one very soon so that I can sound better than I already do. Um, And then I edit the podcast in iMovie, or you can edit them in GarageBand. Um, and we use a website called Anchor to upload our podcasts that then uploads it to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, all of those other podcast sites.
0: Yeah. Anchor is basically a lifesaver. It does yes. all the, the hard work almost. But, yeah, and as far as microphones go, I use... A Snowball. Yeah, it's a Blue Snowball. I got off Amazon. I think it's, like, one of the cheapest ones that you can find. I... Uh, So that's about all specialty that I get with the podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I do all the editing and stuff for the podcast. Cody is, I I let him do the graphics and stuff.
0: Yeah, I am the worst with any sort of audio (laughs) editing. So Dee does all of the shit work, so... We are very thankful for (laughs) D. Yeah,
1: I don't, maybe it's me. I don't think it's shit work. A a little um, background story on me is I used to work in radio. I used to be a general manager of my college radio station. I used to work at a big radio station in Boston. So this stuff, I enjoy editing. I enjoy like, editing audio, video, things like that. So it's not an issue. So we play off of each other's strengths and weaknesses. (laughs)
0: Perfect. When first starting out, how do you stay consistent? It's all about uh, essentially not letting perfection be the enemy of good, to be honest. Because if you start out saying, like, I'm not going to miss a workout. I'm going to go all balls to the wall. I'm all in. It's not going to happen. But then you miss a workout. And then you have this attitude of, like, shit, well, all that I just did is for nothing. And if I can't do it all then I might as well just not do anything. So it's kind of basically the key to consistency is not to be consistently perfect, it's to be consistently imperfect. So it's even if you miss a few workouts or you forget to track your feet a few days, keep going and just get back on track. And the more you do it, the more you build the habit, The more the, the better you'll get at it, the more consistent at it you will be. But starting out, allow some grace for yourself, and just, just consistently do your best and do what you can. Um, I think, well, I mean, obviously, as you go, you will start to kind of build a structure or schedule for yourself uh, naturally. And I think for me as an anxious person, or just me as someone who works for myself, a schedule and structure is very, very vital just so that things become non-optional and so it's if you have the gym that day but say you put it off like the only way that you can make sure that you don't skip your workout is if you do it in the morning when you when you get up and you start bargaining with yourself and be like oh I'm gonna do it later I'm gonna snooze I'm gonna sleep in I'll definitely do my workout after work but then you know, works out, that time rolls around, and you're too exhausted, and then you start telling yourself, I'll just make it up tomorrow. And so that's kind of the way when you start bargaining with yourself and compromising and creating different options for yourself. That's when you really start to fuck yourself over. So you just have to remember that commitment to yourself. Like I said before, I just you got to do it. And don't make it optional. Stick to what you what you planned. That's probably going to be like your biggest, your biggest help.
1: Yeah, and I say if you're first starting off, I start my clients very slow, like especially if if they've never worked out before, they've never tracked food. I always go with the the first week, um, I just want you to track your food. You don't have to be within like your calories. I just want you to get used to tracking your food Um, because a lot of people don't realize how much food they actually eat. And to go from zero to 100 really fast, it's going to discourage people. It's going to overwhelm them. So if you are first starting off with any of this, you want to start slow, like maybe just track your food and then maybe the next week find out what your calories or macros are and then just track, just try to be within those calories and macros. And then maybe if you can master that or, you know, you get comfortable with doing that, then add a workout or add some cardio or add some walks. And I'm only talking about people who are first starting. Like if you've already worked out and you're already used to the gym, Um, and then what Cody said is definitely a routine, but if you're first starting off, you definitely want to start slow because it's, it's very overwhelming. Like you get all of this, like, you know, you get all this information, your macros, your workouts, your cardio, like it's all, it's a lot. And a lot of people when they first start out, out will shut down. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and you don't want that because like, we're here to help, you know, um, we're not here to, you know, hinder your progress or anything. So I would say start slow if you're starting out.
0: Yep, baby steps. And and always celebrate any step forward, basically. so And when it comes to food tracking, I know that's probably people's biggest uh, hesitation. Mm -hmm. Because it can be, it's just, it's more to add to your life. However, I do want to say it does get easier. And if, you know, if you pick up your phone throughout the day to look through social media, you can pick it up to (laughs) enter a few food items. And it's not going to take that much longer uh to do but yeah that's that's all I can probably say about that
1: (laughs) why aren't we for fat burners
0: (laughs) well because they don't exist they don't work that's my answer
1: (laughs) I say it's all chemicals that you're just gonna end up peeing out
0: well here's the here's the kicker so technically caffeine right is a fat burner why because it does, you know, maybe speed up your metabolism for uh, whatever amount of time it's in your system, but it's not magic. The thing that it makes you do basically is you kind of have, you you end up fidgeting more, like you subconsciously kind of end up just moving your body more because you're, you know, kind of buzzed off of caffeine. Uh, So any... Time there's like a fat burner. Usually, the main ingredient is just caffeine, and it's nothing special. Like, literally, you could drink a cup of, cup of coffee, it's the same thing, but it'll, but it'll probably save you like a hundred dollars. So, ultimately, if fat burners worked, yo, like it, there would be way <laughs> more <laughs> successful people with like this is the pill that works. But ultimately, being in a calorie deficit, consistency. That is going to be your key. Just don't waste your money on false guarantees. I like that. That should be your motto. It's <laughs> <That's> my <laughs> new motto. <laughs> is
1: it better to train a single muscle in a workout or full body days?
0: For the most, uh, for the the best result, it's best to hit each body part twice a week so it's hard to do that if you're you know only working one body part per day unless you are working out like six days a week or whatever but even then like no like yeah that still that still wouldn't work but uh yeah so for max hypertrophy or muscle gain twice a week for each body part is going to be key which is why you tend to like pair certain body parts together. So you make sure that you do hit them uh, twice a week. And that can also include compound movements. So for example, with like a bench press, you're also using your triceps. Uh, So with those types of movements, you're using more than just one muscle group at a time. So that can count towards hitting your triceps, things like that. Uh, But if you're like, today, I'm just working my biceps. It's not going to be very efficient at all for, <laughs> you know, long term. You'll see some results, you know, because especially if you go from zero to hitting one body part, but it's not going to be optimal, I guess.
1: No, that's great. I can't really say anything more than that. that. <laughs> so someone asked, I, I'm assuming this is this question is for me. How do I feel about skin removal surgery? Trans folk, folk can have a long surgery list already. First of all, <laughs> not all trans people want to have surgery and that's okay, they don't have to. Um, it s- varies on the individual and what kind of surgeries they want. Second of all, I do not want skin removal surgery unless it hinders my health in any way. Um, like. Because I'm never going to look like the aesthetically pleasing male figure, and I'm okay with that. Like I wear my loose skin proud. It is a part of who I am. It's my scars. It's everything. It shows all the hard work that I've done. Now, if I could magically have the surgery and not feel any pain and wake up and be healed, (laughs) then maybe. But I don't want to go through the process of putting my body through that stress unless I have to. And it's a lot of money.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's like, yeah, it's, it's quite the, the decision because surgery sucks, you know? So, ugh, it's painful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the next one. What
1: are each of your short term and long term goals in regards to fitness? You
0: can go first. <laughs> Okay, short-term, step on stage at Summer Shredding and, you know, give it my best shot, you know, 100% up until I step on the stage and hopefully also be confident while doing so. Uh, Long-term, I want to put on more muscle and then I want to step on stage uh, better and look better than I did the previous time. So, um, yeah, I think... Right now I'm pretty focused on just striving for more, uh, improving my physique uh, as time goes on. And yeah, I think that's about it.
1: So my short term goal is pretty similar. I want to step on stage as I'm a shredding and hopefully be in the top 20 and have the video that I have not yet made <laughs> go uh, play on stage um and then my long-term goals I don't really know like I think I talked about it the last episode like I don't really know what I know I'm gonna take some time off from tracking food not from working out but I'm definitely gonna take some time off from tracking food um because I need a break it's been since January 27th so I need a break to just not track and not worry about that but it's not gonna be a long break and then I'm, I don't know if I'm going to want to still cut or if I want to do maintenance for a little while. Um, I know at some point I want to gain muscle. Um, that's with, like, the bodybuilding side. But then eventually I would really like to do a triathlon, a small one, or a half Ironman or something like that. But that all depends on how my knees feel because the last time I tried to run – Outside my knees did not do very well. I was also a lot heavier, so I have to test that out eventually. Mm-hmm. Um
0: but those are kind of my goals. Nice, nice. I used to have like running goals, but I think my knee days are done at those. <laughs>
1: I think mine might be too.
0: <laughs> I don't know, we'll see. You never know, right? right. Never <laughs> say never. That's true thoughts on reverse dieting and eating at maintenance when you still have weight to lose. So for this one, uh, so when you still have weight to lose and then you eat at maintenance that wouldn't really be considered reverse dieting that's just basically a diet break um, which is actually pretty beneficial especially if you've been di- dieting hardcore for a while. Uh, it does give you a good mental break most of all, so you don't, you know, go insane. Uh, but I think there's starting to be more and more studies showing that it can also be beneficial to prevent uh, metabolic adaptation from happening too fast. Um, so yeah, I would say my thoughts on diet breaks are that they can be beneficial, especially if you know, you still have quite a bit of weight to lose and you just need a mental break. You just need to eat at maintenance for a week and then come back to it. All awesome. As far as reverse dieting goes, that's basically, so for me, for example, that's going to be something I'm going to be going into um, because I will be going from being really, really lean and then bring me back up to a surplus because I'm going to be gaining weight. So if you've already got Weight to lose, you won't be going from, you won't be reversing. You're just going to be maintenance. There's never a, I'm purposely putting weight back on. Um, so reverse editing for me is going to be like slowly raising calories, going up, taking a break, being maintenance, uh, and then going into a bulk. And basically, the idea is to just prevent from putting weight on too quickly because if you do that, it's just never, it's just never fun. It. <laughs> not a good thing so um, yeah yeah
1: that's something I, I think I talked about it I touched on this on the last podcast too um that I'm worried about after the show but I think I've definitely changed my mindset on it so I don't think it'll be as bad as I think it will and I also don't think I'll like the food as much as I used to which I think I also said that last podcast
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I think too it's just reminding yourself of it's always going to be there you know you have rest of time to enjoy them it's like you've been deprived of them for a while but
1: yeah see my my mindset isn't like that mine is like oh i haven't had this i want to eat it see you don't like (laughs) see you're not like a eating out like sweets like you eat very healthy all the time
0: (laughs) mostly yeah but i think you know my mindset wasn't always there so that's true what how I even got to the point of where I'm at now, I had to go through that process of, you know, going in and out of, you know, not having something for a while and then having some or like having my moments where it was just like, okay, I'm eating all of it and then so I've just kind of basically over time your relationship with food really, really changes. And I'm at this point where it's like I the foods that I miss are are decently healthy and those are the ones I miss and it's (laughs) it's strange but um yeah it's part of the process so it's not to say that you won't ever get to the point where you're just like I haven't eaten like a donut in a while but that's okay I can still eat it but I don't feel like I need to or something you know (laughs) how do you feel about intuitive eating I think it's it's a good thing as long as you already have a good base and you know you have a good amount of knowledge about portion sizes what and you have you basically have to have a pretty decent relationship with food to even be at a good place with that because if you have come from a place where you haven't been listening to your body or you have a hard time hearing really what your body is telling you Intuitive eating could be a disaster because you could be like, oh, you could mistake emotional cravings for hunger or you could not feel that you're hungry when you are. It depends what side of the spectrum you come from. So if you're like used to have an eating disorder on the restriction end or if you used to have an eating disorder on the binge end, there has to be a time where you really start to be able to sit with your emotions, sit with how you feel, sit with how, with what your body is telling you for even, for that to even be successful. And I think that's where tracking can be valuable for people. I mean, maybe if you at some point were obsessed with it in the restriction end, it's not going to be your best starting spot. But um, even if you start with Paying attention to portion sizes with like hand measurements and, and stuff like that, just to kind of gauge with your eyes of what is proper portion size for you and stuff like that, that that could be a, a pretty good starting point to build a base to be able to start to listen to your body. But ultimately, I think there's a lot that goes into being able to eat intuitively, and I can I can do that pretty well, but I also eat pretty uh, I eat very little processed food so it's pretty easy for me to be able to tell when I'm full or listen to my body because I don't have a lot of foods that are highly palatable to where I want to go crazy I think that's where people really really get in trouble because it's really hard to intuitively eat a bag of chips it just doesn't exist (laughs) (laughs) it's like I've had enough I'm so full with this 12 serving 12 chips from this one serving so yeah Sorry, that was a long-winded one. <laughs> no,
1: that no, that was a question that, that I've had cuz I like I hope to one day not have to track for the rest of my life.
0: So, oh, yeah. It's possible.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any other questions?
0: Uh, yes. Um, let's see. Why did you choose the gym that you go to? Price, equipment, location, environment.
1: I don't like any of the gyms around my area, honestly. Like, I'm not in love with them. I don't like them. Um, I normally go to LA Fitness, but because of COVID, their hours are not as as good. I do like the gym, but I don't, like, I'm not in love with it. Like, it's not, oh, my God, I want to, like, I would choose a different gym if I could. Um, it is big. It's three floors. There's a lot of equipment. It's not clean, though. It's not as clean as I would like. Um, so I go to Planet Fitness right now, which again, they don't have barbells and stuff, which is okay for now because they are open an hour earlier. Um, but for me, it like, it's the atmosphere when I walk in, um, the price a a little bit, but like, if I'm going there every day, like I'll pay a little bit more. Um, and I guess the location, I have fairly a couple of gyms that are close to my house, but none
0: I just really want, like. I don't know. Maybe I'm picky. <laughs> I think that there there's a lot that goes into gym decisions. I know a big one for me is the environment because I am socially awkward or just, I if I feel uncomfortable in a, an environment when I'm already, you know, socially anxious, it's going to prevent me from wanting to go. Um, so how friendly the people are and all that basically is high on the priority list. The price is also, of course, you know, a priority. If you can't afford it, then that just blows. But uh, probably second priority would be the layout of it and the equipment. Because if there's a gym where it comes a time when it gets busy and then it's just so crazy that you can hardly work out, that's a no for me. I just have zero tolerance or very little patience for it um (laughs) especially when you're like really wanting to get in and out and it's a bunch of meatheads and whatever you know um so yeah i'd go with environment and equipment and layout and then price for me okay so i kind of wish there
1: were more of the like local gym atmosphere but you know corporate
0: gyms is where it's at now i guess yeah, I do like the environment of local gyms better. I feel really—I mean, I still drive like twenty-five, thirty minutes just to go to the the gym that's, you know, that I've been going to for routes because I like it so much. Um, the uh, the big box gyms—it depends it, where you're at. They could be good or they could be a little. The environment can seem kind of sterile I guess it's just kind of like no one really it's not a community feeling it's more of just like a bunch of strangers you do your thing whatever but it's not bad so just depends what you like
1: yeah
0: someone asked how many should we stretch
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that means how much should we stretch um I stretch probably like a couple minutes before each workout. I also do cardio now before my workout, so I'm already, like, opened opened up. Like, not opened up. I'm already, like, you know, warm. Um, but I do stretch before every workout.
0: Yeah, I think it's... So there's, you know, there's always going to be a debate whether should you stretch before or should you stretch after. I think that, ultimately, I think it's a good idea to... You could, you could do either, it depends. Like, if you're a power lifter and you're concerned about stretching, uh, preventing you from hitting a lift that's, you know, your next, your PR, and you're like, oh, stretching makes it so you're weaker for your lifts, then, you know, fine, don't, don't do it. But for the general population, it's liter- it's not going to affect your lifts in that big of a manner. I think it's better to probably stretch to prevent yeah. from injuring yourself. Um, I do think that it's probably best to at least get, like, a 10-minute walk or something before you do some stretching before your workout. Um, But there's also different types of stretching. There's, like, dynamic and there's static. So um, sometimes dynamic can be preferable before a workout because it's just you're not really putting – tension on the muscles, you're kind of just getting yourself a little bit more warmed up, getting in some range of motion. Um, static, eh, you know, if, you, if you're cold and you're stretching static, it could, potentially you could pull something. But uh, ultimately, I think people overthink it. And then they're like, no, I'm never stretching. Because one time, this one guy told me that if you stretch before a workout, you're definitely going to hurt yourself. And it's like,
1: <laughs>
0: cool. Uh, that Wait uh, that one guy must must be one hundred percent correct. So ultimately, I think a few things matter, which is what you prefer. Um, but then also, something is better than nothing. So,
1: yeah, I used to sit in the sauna um, if I didn't have time to stretch. I used to sit in the sauna for like five minutes before my workout just to get warm, which I could have just done cardio for, but it was nice, like in the winter time to just sit and get a- like acclimated to the temperature. Um, But I have noticed now that when, I like, I do stretch out my shoulders and my back and my arms before, I, since I hurt my shoulder, I haven't really had that much pain with stretching. So I think it can help if you do have, like, injuries that, or you had injuries, and you don't want them to come back.
0: Mm-hmm. And there's also some things, some stretches that you should do throughout your day, depending on your job. So if you have a desk job, for example, just already assume that your hamstrings are too tight and that you need to stretch them because when you're in that sitting position all day long there's highly likely that your hamstrings are going to be tight there's also highly likely that your chest is going to be tight so doing some open up your chest muscles um you know every day even if you it's like every few hours you get up and you do a doorway stretch or something like that because most of the time with our jobs we're all like we have these weird muscle imbalances from our like modern day lifestyle where usually you know humans are meant to hunt and gather and now we sit and type me and <laughs> so yeah what weight scale do you recommend new to lifting and wanting to see slash track my weight i don't Remember what brand my scale is, but honestly, it doesn't really matter. A scale is a scale as long as it weighs you. You're gonna be good to go. I would recommend a digital scale just so there's no question of it. You know, is the, the the old school ones with the needles like it could be 120.6 oh, or eight. <laughs> you know, just you know, just to have. You know, most of them are digital. However, if you're tripping over like whether you should get the ones that measure your body fat or not, literally. If you're going to pay $10 extra for that, fuck it. Because it's not very accurate. For for example, I have a a scale that supposedly measures your body fat, right? From the beginning of this prep to now, the body fat percentage has not changed one fucking bit. And obviously, I am much leaner than I was when I started this, right? So (laughs) it really, really depends on your hydration levels. It's... Probably the least accurate way you can measure your body fat, and it kind of pisses me off that they're even a thing. Uh, so if that's your biggest deciding factor or if you want to save some money, you don't you don't need those types of scales. just digital um, I'm thinking they're asking about behavior change or like thought patterns maybe, or something in that sense. Do you think that sounds right? Um, Maybe trying to change their thought patterns, yeah,
1: yeah, like their mindset, I think,
0: okay, yeah. so mindset, that is that is the biggest thing, the hardest change when it comes to that or to this. It's like your fitness journey is the foundation of it is going to be your mindset and being mindful of things and being open to change and building being willing to sit in discomfort and that sort of thing. And basically, my biggest piece of advice is that just to be patient with yourself and the more aware and mindful you become about things, the easier it is going to be to welcome change into your life and really know what steps you need to take in the right direction. Um, Also, don't beat yourself up for times that you, you fall into bad or into like, old patterns and you, you fall into old habits, because if you start walking down that road of shame about, you know, falling back into things, there's not much good change that's going to come from that. So it's really just day by day, step by step, try to balance out any negatives, any sort of negative mindset uh, with the positive. So, for example, let's say you look in the mirror one day and you're like, damn, I like shit, you know, like, what am I doing? Why am I not seeing the progress? Like, if you balance that out, even with uh, picking out two other things that you like about yourself, that's one good way to at least incorporate balancing out the negative mindset and bringing in positive and kind of building the habit of also thinking of the positive things about yourself.
1: Yeah, and I also think, Something that helps me is not hanging out with negative people that much, because when you hang out with negative people, it literally drains you. Um, Like someone who's always negative or, you know, just like they don't have the right vibes like you'll know and you will leave hanging out with that person like not better than when you came, like you'll be worse. Um, at least I've experienced that. So now I try to limit myself of who I hang out with. I try to control that because then that also controls my mood and it also controls my thoughts. Um, and, and I also think following, um, people that inspire you on Instagram, you know, not, not necessarily people you're going to, um, compare yourself to, but people who might inspire you like Cody or I, or, you know, whoever else inspires you. Um, but you know, it takes a long time to change your mindset and to change your thoughts. It's, I've been on this journey for three and a half years and I feel like right now I'm in a good place, but it's taken me that long to get to this good place. So like, Mm. don't think it's going to happen overnight. It will take time.
0: Yeah, for sure. And the more that you build your confidence in yourself, the more you take those small steps and celebrate those small wins, the more you realize how much more you're capable of and you start to build up that mindset that you're striving for and just having confidence in, se- in yourself and believing in yourself. And so that's all kind of where it starts. So yeah, patience will be key. Always celebrate the small wins. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Is that it? Did we hit all of the
1: questions? I think
0: so. Yeah. Nice. I wasn't sure if we were going to be able to. So.
1: <laughs> no, we hit them all
0: sweet cool well on that note do you have anything else to add d
1: no i don't i do want to appreciate everyone for listening um this i can't believe it's been 20 episodes already uh it's been crazy that we've been doing this for 20 weeks and we haven't skipped a week yet um so you know thank you for sticking by us leave us a review on apple podcasts please we'll give you a shout out um, or, you know, find us on Instagram at MindHub Podcast. or you can DM either one of us. Like if you have a topic idea, cause I think most of, most of our listeners follow one of us or both of us. So if you guys like want something, you, uh, if you guys want us to go more in depth on something that you asked today or anything, just let
0: us know we're open. Yes, please do. And, uh, yeah. Thank you so much for anyone who's listening or has stuck around for the whole 20 weeks or whatever damn you know time flies (laughs) we appreciate all of y'all yes
1: very much